0: Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations. You know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Lately I haven't been feeling super confident. Um I don't know. It could just be that it's getting warmer and now it's time to put on shorts and tank tops and my wardrobe has been mostly like last spring and summer it was all maternity, so I don't know what to to do with that. I'm not like a hundred percent sure or comfortable with my outfit. And then I'm breastfeeding and all these other things and it's all like ugh. um Played with like I don't feel like super in shape I don't think like I'm a big heavy woman and even if I was like that's not the issue I just don't feel confident but the other day I was at Walgreens um at the pharmacy and I was waiting in the line and there's this older gentleman who goes in front of me um well he was like in front of me he didn't like cut me And he was picking up a prescription. And when he got there, he went, he walked up to the counter and he's like talking to the lady and he's just like, yes, I'm here. I need to pick up albuterol from Dr. So-and-so and and some blood pressure medicine and some cholesterol medicine and all these things. But he just walks in and he goes, and the, the pharmacist is like, oh, well we have none of that on file. Like we don't, we weren't notified or anything that you needed a refill. And he was like, okay, well, this is albuterol is from Dr. Simpson, blah, blah, blah. It's from Dr. Whoever. And, um, so how about you, I give you guys an hour. Um, I'll come right back and I'll pick those things up. I'll see you guys right soon. And he left. And I was thinking about how confidently he just kind of walked through the store. Whereas, okay, I don't know about you guys, but I always have like a fake confidence like on day, like I wasn't even feeling myself on days when I feel really cute and I'm feeling myself confidence is natural. I could like be the giggly person at the checkout. I'm usually nice. I'm usually friendly, but I haven't been out in this town really in a like ever because of COVID. And so I haven't gotten into a routine with most places. Um, I do better once I am in a routine. So like, I used to live in Hagerstown, Maryland, and I, it's like a smaller town, and I went to the same gas station, I went to the same Walgreens, and I knew everybody there. So, you know, you walk in, and I haven't gotten to that place in my town yet, and even when I lived in a bigger town, it got to the point where, you know, I knew my UPS delivery guy, and I just like to know the people in my community, and because I don't yet, I just feel a little awkward. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. But I was listening to this old man. He's just walking through and he walks in and he says, I need this, 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 and this. You don't have it. Okay, great. I'll be right back in an hour. Go ahead and get yourselves together and I'll get it. And it wasn't super condescending, but it was just like super, I don't know. It was just really authoritative. And I thought like, if I walked through life with that much authority, how much I would get done, and maybe people would respect my authority. Because I can kind of be a people pleaser pushover depending on the scenario. Never to the point of like, if I really don't feel good about something or whatever, I won't go through or do whatever they're saying. But if I don't have super strong feelings about something, I kind of just let people tell me what to do. And I thought, you know what? What if I went through life like that confident old white man at Walgreens? And now that's my new motto is to like walk confident. I'm sorry. I'm cooking eggs right now. I'm not sure if you can hear that in the background. You probably can. Um, but yeah, I have to make these kids breakfast, but yeah. So I just feel like if I could just walk through life like that. And also I started thinking about how as a woman, I don't know if other women are like this and maybe it's because I'm also a person of color in a white town. I'm not sure, but I tend to make myself smaller and I mean like I don't have a loud voice I just kind of go through life um making sure everyone around me is okay making sure I'm not too disruptive and I'm like I don't know like this weird kind of I don't know it's like a weird it's a weird thing but I started thinking like what if I made room for myself and I mean like let the personality that I have shine through be that, you know, I'm typically like really friendly, always smiling, um, kind of bubbly always. Like that's just who I am. And when I like go to new, new jobs or I don't know, places where I meet meet new people, they're always like, you're just super bubbly. I'm like a short little bubbly pop. And, um, I just thought like, what if I let that shine through more? What if I was more assertive? What if I laughed louder? Like what's wrong with that? What's wrong with, um, letting my personality be be big and bold instead of small. And uh, I just kind of want to be like that white man. So if you are somebody who kind of likes to make space for other people, doesn't like to make a big fuss, it's not about being demanding or making a fuss. It's just about, you know, demanding the respect and you deserve when you when you need it and, you know, letting your presence be known and there's nothing wrong with that presence. All right, so I'm just going to apologize if the sound quality is a little off for this part. I'm not speaking into the mic. Um, I'm actually speaking into my AirPod right now. But um, I want to say something about something I saw on the internet, of course. My friend, my really, really good friend, really, really close friend from college, where she was my roommate, had made a Facebook post this week about how Oh, I already, like, shared a Facebook post. I don't know who creates their own posts these days, but anyway, she was sharing, um, a post about stopping, um, how people should stop reading people's subtext, or what I should say, like, um, you know how sometimes people might come off like, I don't know how the words I'm trying to find. Um, They might come off rude or they might be short with you or they might even like text with like, okay, or just okay. Um, And basically the post was saying that they're going to stop trying to guess and interpret mic- micromanage and process other people's emotions. That's not what she's going to do anymore. Anyway, I'm not saying that she's like preaching about it, but she just shared a post about it and um, how how often do we as people hear something, or at least me, I kind of get nervous, like we'll talk to someone and they'll either be short, they won't be engaged, they won't be paying attention, Or are you somebody that like breaks down a conversation after it happens? You're like, did I come off rude? Did I come off bitchy? Did I come off this? Should I have said this? Should I have said that? There have been so many times where I've been in like weird circumstances, some weird social circumstance where I wish I would have said more. I wish I would have laughed more at the jokes. I wish I would have, or like someone says something and it doesn't click what they said till later. And like I had the wrong response anyway. I think the whole point is like, stop living in your head about worrying what people think about you and just be direct with your emotions. You know how in America, we can be so passive, aggressive, right? Um, And a lot of us have fears of, conflict. And I look like I have a fear of conflict and I'm going to share the story. I'm not going to tell you who the story is about. Um, but if you're listening to the episode, I love you. I'm glad that we worked it out, I think. And I'll, I'll just share with you like what was going on from my perspective. So a friend of mine and I got into a really got into like a weird tiff because we have like a little bit of different political views. And I'm not going to get into politics because, again, I think it's so divisive and it's not really the time or place. But um, I had noticed that, you know, it was the political season and I noticed that this friend wasn't engaging with me as they used to. Um, like wasn't texting me as much wasn't like sending me messages as much wasn't trying to hang out as much. And, you know, I chalked it up to a lot of things. I was like, Oh, well, maybe, you know, my friend's just busy, or, you know, maybe they have a lot going on emotionally. And it's just too draining to deal with someone else. I get that. Um, You know, I do think on like the on the spectrum, like, I'm, I need people a lot more than my friend does. Like, I'm a extreme extrovert to the point where I want to have a party every weekend. I want to invite people over all the time. The quarantine definitely has messed up my psyche, it's not a great thing. Um, Thank God summer is coming, which means outdoor gatherings that can be safe. But anyway, so at some point, I finally, I was talking to my husband, and I was like, do you think they're mad at me? And my husband's talking to me like, well, you didn't say anything mean about them. You... Never said anything to them at all. So I'm not sure why they would be mad at you. And just based off of the way we were kind of texting and our interchanges, I was like, no, 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 this friend of mine is for sure mad at me. Um, So I just flat out said, hey, is there an issue? And, you know, if there isn't, maybe I'm just being weird and insecure, and I can admit that. And it turned into this whole long conversation where there was an issue behind closed doors, but no one was saying it. And how damaging and how annoying is it to live life like that, right? I could, and like, it's not my friend's fault, it's not my fault that we were living in a passive aggressive state, but we were until obviously it was like, hey, what's going on? Let's have a conversation about it. Um because we're conflict avoiders. And I think that at least as I get older, and hopefully as you like continue in your life, you kind of just don't see room for that. And I'm definitely in this weird phase where I'm really trying to fully embrace myself. Thank you, TikTok, fully embrace all that I am. And that means um, stop ignoring the things that stress you out, or the things you're insecure about, and face them head on. For instance, I made a funny TikTok last week about how, you know, I'm Black, Black presenting, but my kids are White presenting. My husband's White. And I said, I have anxiety that people think I'm their nanny. Um, I have anxiety. You guys know this about me. Like, this is one of my biggest, like, stresses um, with being a biracial family and, or a multiracial family. And... um it's like stresses me out. And finally I just made a funny TikTok about it. It's real life, but it's like, what can you do about that? And then my thing has, what I realized is that I was so consumed and so concerned with how people were going to view us as a family when it, in all actuality the people don't matter. Like they're not in my everyday life. The only time I really feel concerned is just for me and then my children's safety. So, just with the climate that we're in right now, I feel safer going to certain places with my husband next to me as a unit. I feel safer. Um, especially when I have in general, I just feel safer going out when it is me and then my husband and then both our kids. Um, a lot of times I will go out with one of my kids and it just feels easier. It feels safer. I feel like I have, you know, one hand to fight if I have to, and one hand to hold their hand and make sure they're not lost or to hold the baby. Not saying that I would actually fight anyone, but I don't know, just with having two kids, I'm just like double aware of the fact that I need to know where they are at all times. And Unfortunately, we live in a scary world. But anyway, the whole point is that I totally, totally relate it to her post where it's like, stop reading everyone's, basically, this is what I got from it. Stop reading everyone's microaggressions. Stop studying all of these microaggressions and then taking it personally. Um, and, you know, having like weird feelings around people that, you know, you don't know if they're mad at you or you are nervous they're mad at you or... Like, whatever the situation is, like, if you have a question about something, just ask it. If you have a problem about something, just say it. And um, being direct is just important to me nowadays. But anyway, I'm glad my friend and I were able to kind of, like, get over it. It took a minute. It took some conversation and some figuring out of some things. But... uh, I saw that post and I was like, yeah, I can completely relate to that. And then, I mean, that's happened with my husband. That's happened with my best friend. That's happened like with my mom. That's happened with everyone where, you know, you say something or they text back a certain way or they come off a certain way and you aren't sure how to read it. And then you feel kind of like offended and things like that. So it's definitely happened to me um, a bunch of times, but, from now on I kind of want to to the best of my ability if I feel like there's something that needs to be said say it and not try to like read everyone's minds and even if it's like they're not answering you like you know how you are talking to someone if they're like yeah okay or they're, they're texting back in like one words and not really engaged my thing is to say hey are you okay and then if they just say yeah then I'm leaving them alone dropping the conversation say okay cool and when they want to talk to me again, they will, or when they have something to say, they will. Um, but it, I feel like just saying like, are you okay? Opens up room for dialogue. Cause they could say, no, I'm really tired. I'm having a really bad day. Or they could say, no, something, something, something has been bothering me for a minute or yeah, I'm just tired. Yeah, my brain's just dead. It's been a long day at work and you can kind of like exhale and not worry so much about what people are thinking. And I just feel like that's what we got to do these days. I wanted to talk about how goals are hard. And I think if you, something that maybe I struggle with as a millennial and in life is dealing with things that are hard. In goal setting, goal achieving is hard. Follow through is hard. It is always easier on a stressful day to skip the workout and i don't know, drink the wine or to, you know, instead of making that wholesome healthy meal, grab Chick-fil-A. And I think health goals are hard to set. Um, but any kind of goals are hard. And something that's helped me, I'm not sure if it'll help you, is when I am faced with the uh, the choice to complete my goal or to stray, I acknowledge that it's hard. I acknowledge that it sucks, but I do it anyway. If I try to pretend that it's all happy, go, go, fine, then I'm going to be just annoyed. Like, if I'm like, man, I really, really, really wanted to take a bubble bath, but I have to do my workout, that's fine. Like, that doesn't make me happy. If I'm like, man, this is my one chance to take a bubble bath this week, I'm choosing to work out, this sucks, like, then I'll get it done. So with that being said, with that being said, I have a goal to get into shape, not to lose a specific amount of weight, not to drop a specific amount of inches, but to be more active and to be more toned. And so I have acknowledged that. So over the past weekend, my friends were over and they were chatting around breakfast about working out. And I wasn't really a part of the conversation, but I overheard some things Cause they were at the breakfast table eating. I was on the couch sitting and they were just talking about like the workout routine. And you know, maybe you want to go hard and do this with this and this with that. And I felt jealous because I could acknowledge that they have the chance to go to the gym. And if you have kids and the gym is a big part of your life, just know that it's going to become a more challenging part of your life once you have kids. And I haven't set foot in a gym in like two years, I really miss it. I don't necessarily like to go to the gym to do cardio and things, but I live off of fitness classes. I think they're good. You know that they're going to be somewhat challenging, um, if not really challenging. And I just feed off of competition, unfortunately. So when I'm in a workout class, you know, if if Becky over there is not dropping while we're doing a plank, I'm not dropping. And I end up pushing myself harder when I'm around other people. I think that's natural. I think that's why people like to have personal trainers because they, they'll they see your threshold and they'll push you beyond it. Whereas if you work out on your own, you might kind of get used to doing what you've been doing and never really push past it. So long story short, I was just sitting there and I'm like jealous that they get to work out, jealous their summer bodies are gonna be better than mine, just overall jealous. It feels uncomfortable for me to even mention this, but it's the truth. I'm like, wow, my two best friends get to go to the gym and I get to stay home and, you know, different seasons of life. But I have figured out something that works for me. And if you're a busy mom, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a working mom and it is really hard to find that 30 minutes or 60 minutes a day that you wanna devote to working out, here's my plan. I have decided that Monday through Friday, it is very unlikely, unless it's a miracle day, for me to be able to set aside 30 to 60 minutes of uninterrupted workout time. Now, I think that maybe once or twice a week, I could probably find 30 to 60 minutes with my kids running around me. And that's how a lot of people choose to work out. It's not how I choose to work out. So here's my plan. I have a timer set on my Fitbit to go off every hour and on my phone to go off every single hour you just click your stopwatch and then hit for one hour and then your timer goes off so from 9 a.m to 3 p.m i will work out for 10 minutes non-stop every hour now if you do the math 9 to 10 10 to 11 11 to 12 12 to 1 1 to 2 2 to 3 that's six times 10 that's 60 minutes of working out but it's not straight it's not consecutive 60 minutes it's just 10 minutes an hour i have made the timer a part of my lifestyle and i'm doing it with fitness first. And I'll tell you about the other way I'm using it. But with fitness first, doing the 10 minutes every hour. And I also kind of laid out, okay, on the first 10 minutes, it's going to be straight cardio. The second 10 minutes, it's going to be straight abs. The third 10 minutes, it's going to be leg work. The fourth 10 minutes, we're doing straight cardio. The fifth 10 minutes, so that we're doing straight abs. The sixth 10 minutes, we're doing straight cardio. And I kind of have set it up so that I know, okay, this time I'm doing this. And there's certain workouts I'm comfortable and just like, no, okay, I know how to do planks. I know how to do mountain climbers. I know how to do high knees. I know how to do jumping jacks. I know how to do lunges. I know how to do squats and just making it super easy so that I know, all right, 10 minutes, um, tell Alexa to play some happy songs and I'm going to go ahead and set my timer. And for 10 minutes do the workout because Your kid can wait 10 minutes. Your job can wait 10 minutes. Whatever you are doing can probably wait 10 minutes while you get that workout in. So that has been my new routine. Plus, it's keeping me active every hour where if you work a desk job, um even with kids, even though I'm standing up to get snacks and standing up to rock a baby and standing up to get toys, I want to say there's probably still a decent amount of sitting. And I really want my husband to take on this um, lifestyle as well. I haven't convinced him to do it yet just for the sake that he is somebody who for sure sits for eight hours a day because he's not chasing the kids as much. Whereas I sit for maybe six hours a day. So anyway, with this timer, at least every hour I'm working out, and I'll let you know if I see results in about a month, if I see any kind of results. Now, I want you to know that this is combined with consciously eating healthier, but not making a conscious eating plan. So I'm not somebody that struggles to eat healthy, extremely, like I don't binge eat, I don't, um, I do get weird. Like if we're eating unhealthy for like a little while, I'll be like, babe, we need to stop. Like we need to eat better. Um, so I'm just consciously, you know, adding an um, extra salad during the day. Um, adding, you know, doing my fruit smoothies. The other thing is I'm not good about eating all of my fruits and vegetables. So I will definitely take them smoothie form. So I'll add, um, I'll do like a lunchtime smoothie and, protein focused breakfast. And that way, and I try to always do more protein than carbs. So uh, the way that I'm eating is I can acknowledge that it's hard for me to get all my fruits and vegetables in during the day. So instead I'm going to put them in a protein, I'm going to put them in a, um, in a smoothie and I'm going to do my workout intervals. Now this is three times a week. So, Three times a week, it might be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. For these three days in a row, I'm going to do a 10 minute exercise, you know, and that for for this week, it is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then, you know, Monday and Friday are kind of off days. The other thing is, I consciously am, am putting into my schedule Sundays are our lazy days. So on Sundays, I get an hour to work out, I get one hour to work out, and I get one hour for myself. So That could be to take a bath. That could be to record a video, the hour for myself. The hour to work out could be um, as a family, we're taking a four mile walk, or it could be, I'm going to go run around the track and do what I want to do. So that way I am, or it could be, I'm going to dance for an hour. I'm going to do Zumba or Pilates, whatever it is I'm going to do. So I get an hour of working out straight, as well as these 10 minute intervals throughout the week. And I'll let you know how I feel and how things are fitting and how things feel after just one month to let you know if there's like any kind of progress with that. So the timer method, I think if you're a busy mom could really, really work for you, especially if you're working from home. And you're just like, not finding the time. It's just that that's really what, um, what I will be doing and then like I said before in terms of eating habits I don't feel like I need a diet plan I don't think I need somebody to say eat this eat that eat this because I I had gestational diabetes right I kind of know what meals should look like and if I kind of do like a gestational diabetes some kind of diet then I'm pretty good so for me like I kind of said earlier it means eating more protein than carbs um eating carbs at every, like eating carbs, I'm going to say at every meal, because I don't necessarily eat it at breakfast all the time. But eating carbs um, is fine. Just always doing more protein than carbs for me. And then again, that smoothie at lunchtime, and um, like a protein shake, or protein after dinner. Yeah. Um, for a snack. Like I could do a little protein shake at seven, or I could do peanut butter on bread at seven, or you could do peanut butter and apples if you're really healthy. Um, I typically do crave sweets in the evening, which I never did before. Um, I haven't been eating any though. I just like think, man, that would be nice. And then I don't eat any, but just that's kind of my like weight loss plan. It's not even like weight loss. It's just about being healthier too. Cause I'm acknowledging that I'm no longer a young adult. I'm a, you know, just a regular adult. And as a regular adult, you have to not act like a young adult, which means eating better and doing better. But I still am jealous of my friends. that get to go to the gym and you know, once it, we are in mid summer once we're in summer for real i'll say like in june i would like to add a fitness class to my schedule once or twice a week whether it be zumba or it be um kickboxing or pound or yoga just something where i'm out of the house and i'm around other people um you know mask and socially distance of course and they do do fitness classes outside near me so i do feel comfortable with that or even a boot camp i actually really 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 enjoy boot camp and i think that i would be interested in finding a boot camp that i could do twice a week like i could commit to twice a week because that's all the time i have for and i know my husband could handle the kids twice a week um while i do this boot camp and so That's just kind of how I'm trying to fit in working out. There's so many fitness influencers and like mommy bloggers and fitness people and all these like foods and supplements and things you can take to lose weight, but I'm just trying to be healthy, be natural. I'm not like focusing on weight. I just wanna feel good. And um, working out just give you endorphins and I know that I feel good doing it. And so um, that's why I don't have like a crazy, crazy plan. It's just, you know, I'm gonna work out every hour for 10 minutes and when I get to, on the weekends, work out, you know, go run on the track for an hour, which sounds like annoying. And it is, it's like run on the track. And then, so what I might do on the track, this is just another example, is I might run one lap around the track or I might jog it. Well, let's, let's be honest, I'm not that much of a runner, jog a lap around the track, and then I'm going to walk a lap around the track, but this time, instead of walking, I'm lunging, then squatting, lunging, then squatting around the track. And then I'm gonna run again around the track. And then I'm going to run up the bleachers, do a a set of bleachers. And then at the top of the bleachers, I'm gonna do some ab work. And that's kind of what my track workout looks like. And I really enjoy it actually. I had to do it while I was pregnant because of gestational diabetes, I knew I needed to get exercise in and I didn't have time. So just some backstory, when I had gestational And I was working, my lunch was from 12 to 12.45. So that wasn't a long, long time to work out, but I knew I needed to work out every day. So consistently, every single day, I would either put on this little pregnancy workout on YouTube if I just wasn't like up to going to the track just because of sheer exhaustion or something, or I would go to the track and I would walk a lap and then do some squats and some lunges. And then I would walk another lap and then I'd go home or I would walk a lap and then do the bleachers and then walk a half a lap because it's like another half a lap to get out, and then walk home, shower real, real quick, and then get back on for work. It was like an insane thing. But um, yeah, that's just kind of my tips, and I'll let you know if these intervals end up working. All right, so I mentioned that working out is one way I'm using the timer. Another way that I started using the timer. Um, I follow this girl on TikTok. I don't know her name. I have to go through my followers and find her. But she basically sets a timer at the end of the day for 15 minutes or even 30 minutes. And she just cleans whatever she can get done so that when she wakes up the next day, you know, the house is kind of clean. And her mindset was if the husband, if her husband's going to get up to take the kids, or if her husband is, um, watching the kids she'll kind of do that set out the cups for the milk that the kids drink in the morning make sure the dishes are put away and are clean um straighten up the living room put things away that have places and that way when he wakes up and starts the day he has like an organized or whenever he's watching the kids everything's kind of laid out and organized and she thought well i deserve that same kindness let me do that for myself So two things. One, I do think that whenever Ethan watches the kids, I'll make sure the teethers are nice and cold. I'll make sure the snacks are already in like little Ziploc bags or in like their bowls with covers or whatever I'm using for snacks. I'll make sure the food is already laid out. And so he just has to grab it and go. And I do think that if we started treating ourselves like we treat our husbands when they watch the kids, it would inevitably make our life easier. So, you know, 15 minutes before bed, let me think about what I'm going to make for breakfast, make sure it's all good in there. Um, if I, unless I can actually cook it and prep it and just have it ready for the next day. Um, let me make sure the kids have cups, Let me make sure their snacks are ready. They can just grab them. And let me make sure my Keurig's set so that I just have to hit go. And that's like a way you can be nice to yourself. That's just like one helpful tip. But I haven't been doing that. I'm going to start. (laughs) I'm just being honest. I haven't been doing that, but that would be a really great thing to do for myself. What I, or even ask my husband to do it for me, like, hey, I'm going upstairs to bed. Could you do this for me? I might you know, sneak that in there. But what I have been doing is throughout the day, Let's say, I do this often when we come home from soccer on Saturdays. So Saturdays are kind of busy. We spend most of the morning trying to get dressed, trying to eat, trying to make sure Elliot takes a little morning nap, making sure I'm dressed, making sure Ethan has clothes and socks, and everyone has socks, right? And then we try to get out the door for soccer. But when we get home, I don't care about throwing breakfast away. I don't care about cleaning up breakfast dishes. I don't care about... Um, This is before we leave for soccer. I don't care about tidying up Elliot's toys that are on the floor. I don't care about any of that. The goal is get out the door, get to soccer on time, right? But when we walk in after soccer, I'm like, oh, it doesn't look so great in here. And so what I'll typically do is set a timer for 20 minutes and um, Ethan will grab me as lunch and I will just clean and I speed clean. So I run like I am cleaning as fast as I can for 20 minutes. And then when the timer ends, I'm done in the house typically is in better shape. And so I've implemented this timer strategy into my life. And it could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes during your day, especially if you're working. Again, this interval timer thing, I think it's life changing. Because for me, having a giant list of things to do, like, okay, I have to fold the laundry, I have to do the dishes, I have to vacuum, I need to start some laundry, I need to do the big lists kind of feel overwhelming and I honestly have a hard time completing all the things on the big list. But if I set a 10 minute timer and say, all right, let me get the dishes done. Or you know what, let me fold laundry for 10 minutes and put it away. Let me um, do the living room for 10 minutes. Then things kind of get done because I have one focused task and a time to do it. So I'm doing it rather quickly because I know I don't have a lot of time and I'm focusing on getting it done. Because as women, especially me, I'm a major multitasker. So I'll see, for instance, I'll set out to put away Mia's toys. Just, I'm just going to clean up the toys in the living room. I start cleaning up the toys and then I'm noticing crumbs. I'm like, oh, there's crumbs on the carpet. Let me vacuum. So I stop putting away the toys and start vacuuming. And then as I'm vacuuming, I'm thinking about the dining room. I'm like, oh, I see. I see dishes need to be put away. So then I stop vacuuming and I go to put away dishes. And then as I'm in the kitchen, I notice I need to clean my counters off. And then at the end of it, half jobs got done and nothing got done to completion. So then I feel like I did nothing. I just cleaned for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, but nothing is fully clean because I kept getting distracted. And I don't know if you guys have that same life struggle that I do. But I do. So, what I do now instead is 10 minutes just the living room. Anything you can clean in there, go. Um, Vacuuming. All right, I just will vacuum right now. Vacuuming is a one thing job. I'm just going to vacuum the whole floor that I'm on this level living room, dining room, everywhere. Um, And the timer method really, really works well for me. So, anyway, I just wanted to give you guys that update that in terms of cleaning, it works well for me. And in terms of working out, it works well for me. And, um, you know, I can put Elliot in the jumper for 10 minutes and he will be okay for 10 minutes to play. Mia can sit down and watch an episode of Bubble Guppies. It's like a 20 minute episode and I can clean. Um, yes, I allow screen time because I need to. She's almost three she needs to watch an episode of Bubble Guppies while I go and do the kitchen. She's going to do that. Judge me if you want. Um, And then there are, there are separate times where I'm not doing just this. I don't speed clean my whole life, but there are days where I'm like, okay, let me set a timer to do this. Let me set a timer to do that. And then there are times where I'm like, all right, I'm going to load the dishwasher. Mia, come in here and help me. So she learns about that. Um, So it's like a whole combination of things, but I also use the timer for potty training every hour Um, When that timer goes off, go sit on the potty. I don't care if you haven't gone. I don't care if you don't have to go. Why don't we go try? And that's kind of how I'm also approaching potty training. So right now, my life lives on a timer, and it 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 doesn't sound great, right? Like oh, you live on a timer, but it's really helpful and beneficial because that's thirty minutes. You know what I mean? Ten minute workout, ten minute cleanup you know, every hour go in the potty for 5 minutes. That's not a lot of your life. You have a lot of your the rest of your day to do all the other things. So, that's how I'm managing and I will let you know. Um, I'm going to highly recommend the timer for cleaning if you get distracted and to pick what you're cleaning. Like, okay, I'm setting the 10-minute timer to fold laundry. That's it. That means cuz you I don't know, as moms, you just start to tend to notice all the other things and that's fine. And then also something else, last thing I'll say about this is dedicate your kid's nap time to yourself. Dedicate it to yourself because I'm realizing that at nap time, it might be the only time I'm not holding the baby. I'm not stopping to check on the baby constantly. Um, I have the monitor. So, If the baby's asleep and I want to make a TikTok, that's what I need to do. If you set the 10 minute timer to go off and clean your areas while the baby's awake, then when the baby's asleep, you have a little time to get dressed for the first time in a couple days, do your makeup. And I'm not saying that every nap time you have to dedicate to yourself. If your baby takes like a couple naps a day, Elliot takes like one to three naps a day. Sorry, two or three naps a day. Definitely one in the morning and definitely a longer one in the afternoon. Um, Especially on the weekends, my husband and I, this is a whole other thing, have decided that Elliot and Mia, Mia only takes one nap a day in the afternoon, but their naps overlap in the afternoon. So on Saturday and on Sunday, when they are asleep, that is our time to be alone and do whatever we want to do. If we want to be intimate, we can be intimate. If we want to catch up on our shows, we can catch up on our shows. If we want to play a game, we can play a game. If we just want to cuddle, we can cuddle. But for that hour and a half to two hours while the kids are asleep, that's our time, you know. And that way we're making time. Because like the weekends can be really dedicated to family and cleaning and household tasks. That it's just become important that we set aside time. Because the weeks are busy. So those are, oops, those are all my facts and all my tips about um, time. It's really helpful with time management. That's what I'll call this. Here is something else that I saw on TikTok that I think is a helpful tip and I have started to live by. Here are some of my new rules and new tips to feel good. So if you are working from home Or if you are a stay-at-home mom and you're kind of in the daily rut, meaning I will throw on whatever clothes I find, which is me. I don't care what my hair looks like, which is half me. Most of the time I care about my hair. Um, I'm not sure if I brushed my teeth this morning or if I didn't. I, um, Whatever it is. I haven't worn a bra in three weeks. Like Whatever the situation is, here's what I have done. I realize that I feel my best when, um, when I am put together. I have a lot of cute clothes that I keep saving for when I get to go out. And I saw, I heard a couple different things. One, if you have a new outfit or a favorite outfit, just wear the outfit. It doesn't have to be for a special occasion. You can also wear it to the special occasion. Now, if it's white, like you have kids, maybe don't put that on because it will get dirty and you will get pissed. Trust me, this happened to me last week. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but if you just have a cute outfit, you can't wait to wear, wear it. If it makes you feel good, wear it. It's okay to be extra cute around the house for no reason. Um, oh, Elliot just woke up. Hold, hold. So I'm outside, I'm not entirely sure if you hear like birds and cars and weird background noise, but I promise this part of the episode will be short. So I've mentioned earlier about goal setting and setting a timer and working out for 10 minutes every hour. And I wanna talk about what to do when you have a bad day with your goal okay because a lot of us feel like I don't know about you guys but with a lot of my goals I have weird stigmas or weird um, what is the word I'm looking for like weird affidavits attached to them I don't know if that's a good word to to use but you'll get what I'm saying so for instance I'll say I'm gonna do this 10 minutes every hour workout plan right I'm going to do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'll come up with the idea on a Tuesday and go, all right, I'll start next week. But there's plenty of days in the week to do it. So for instance, on Monday, I had decided, okay, I'm going to do this 10 minutes a day starting on Tuesday. Tuesday comes and it's a weird week at work. I'm doing It's just like special handlings at work. So I'm doing a lot more work. I'm getting interrupted constantly at work and then with kids and then with a home. And it got to the point where I had taken off my Fitbit to take a shower. And so midway through the day, my timer wasn't going off every hour. And so that workout plan fell through and I was feeling really guilty and really bad. Like, oh, I was supposed to do this plan. Um... I feel like a lot of us can relate to starting a goal or, um, it could be writing a book. It could be this new workout plan. It could be a new diet. It could be anything really. And then something happens and you fall through and it just makes you like, okay, I'm going to throw it all away. I suck at this, but part of starting anything is having a learning curve and, just part of life is being flexible. So if one day for some reason your life is crazy and what you set out to do didn't get done, okay, well, let's look at what you did do and kind of reset. Uh, I think our, us perfectionists have a hard time with certain things like that. Like I, I remember one day, my only goal was to fold, fold the laundry and then it didn't get done. And I was like, well, what is the point of life if I just want to fold the laundry and it can't even happen? Well, that's pretty dramatic, for one. Life isn't over because the laundry didn't get folded. And it didn't because I helped out another mom. I was on the phone talking to somebody who was going through a hard time and was like crying to me and sobbing with me and trying to figure out some life things. And I think that's more important than a pile of laundry or it didn't happen because my two-year-old asked me to stop and play. And guess what I did? I stopped and I played. I really, uh, as I'll always say, and as a gentle reminder that the little years go by fast and it's just super important to spend the time with your kids when you can, you're never going to care about how messy your home was. You're never going to care about, um, really just like weird little things. When you look back, you'll care about the hugs, the kisses, and, um, just being with your kids like that, like those memories mean more than anything else will. So my advice is always just to, 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 to spend the time with the kids cause they grow fast. And I'm saying that with a two year old and a six month old and they're already too old for me. I'm like, why aren't you baby babies anymore? So believe me, it goes by quickly. Now, before I close out this episode, I acknowledge that Sunday is Mother's Day. So if you are a mama, I wanna encourage you to find some time this weekend to take time for yourself. Um, Because I know the moments are few and far between. And during the week, it can be really, really hard. And another thing is that if you're a mom like me, who has a mother-in-law, a grandmother, an aunt, a mom, we typically give ourselves to them those days. But if you're a mom, it is your day too. And literally my husband said that um this year. He was like, I know that last year you were a little bit sad because you had to share Mother's Day. So we'll visit my mom next weekend so you can have Mother's Day, which was really sweet. So Saturday is the day that I will be using for myself. I'm going to my favorite restaurant. Um, I'm getting my hair done on Friday and I'm going to feel really good. Our house cleaner is coming um, today. So the house is going to be clean my hair is going to be fresh and then I'll eat my favorite food. So I encourage you to find some time for yourself. And then of course, for the important women in your life too. So Sunday, you know, I'll be spending time with my grandma and my mom and things like that. But Saturday is for me. And, um, if you're a mama who typically also gives herself on, mother's day to other people and not necessarily give themselves, but you know, you spend time with them, which is nice. But a lot of us moms, especially if you have little ones, we love to see our moms, but we really just want a nap and a bubble bath and maybe a glass of wine. That's all not asking for much here. Like, could the dishes be out of the sink? And could I just be alone and not touched? Yeah, I think that's what a lot of us want because I have been touched out this week. Elliot's been a cling monster, which he typically is like a little bit of a mama's boy. Okay, a lot of a a lot of a mama's boy, but the level of clinginess this week makes me think those teeth are about to break through Um, because it's just been like nonstop. Mom, what are you doing? Mom, where are you going? I mean, he's six months old, but he's just always like reaching for me and I'm like, listen, bruh, I'm right here in the same room as you play with your toys. You know, they say, like, I'll never be like my parents. And then you grow up and become parents and you're just like your parents. Well, I thought I would share ways I am like my mother and maybe some ways I'm not. So for one, people always get confused whenever I answer the phone or she answers the phone. Apparently, I sound like her. So that's one thing, which isn't surprising. I lived with her my whole life until I was an adult. So obviously, I would I would talk like her. Um, another way I'm like my mom is we're both kind of into food in the sense that we really want everyone to enjoy what they're eating and we really like to enjoy what we're eating. So I will, like growing up, my mom always made a hot breakfast most of the day. When I say hot, I mean like eggs, either bacon or sausage. And then from there, we might have a waffle, we might have, some biscuits. We might have uh, some pancakes. We might have some toast, um, maybe some grits. Like every morning there was something hot with our breakfast. It was rare for us to just have cereal. For instance, there were days we ate cereal, but she would give us cereal toast and some sausage or something like that. And so, and I feel like my mom makes a lot of food. So whenever she makes dinner, there's like a lot of sides going on. And I realized that not every house is like that when I got married, because Ethan would be like, why are you making so many sides? And I'd be like, what do you mean? I'm making a meal. And he'd be like, we could just eat like, so for instance, if I was making some chicken or my mom was making chicken, she might make chicken. She might make mac and cheese, broccoli, and some rice. Ethan's like, make mac and cheese or rice. We don't need both. Um... Or she might do like all of that with broccoli and corn. So he'll be like make broccoli or corn and then have some salad too. So there's always like a lot going on with meals. And so when I'm cooking, it's hard for me to judge because I come from a family of six. I mean, like, so there's my parents and then my three other siblings. So like four kids, two adults. So, she has to cater to a lot of people's tastes and needs. So, that's probably why she makes so many sides. Sorry for Elliot's, like, noises. Um, because, you know, I really love mac and cheese. But, hey, if my brother doesn't love mac and cheese, he likes rice more, she's going to make rice. To make sure everyone has something they'll like and they'll eat. And so me as an adult, I always make me a hot breakfast. There's been one day I just gave her cereal because she woke up late and I, it was like 10 and I was like, all right, you're going to eat lunch relatively soon. We eat lunch at like 1130, 12 o'clock. So I didn't want her to, to like eat a bunch of breakfast and then not eat lunch because that affects nap and that affects everything. So there's one morning I did give her cereal cause I let her sleep in really late, but that's one way I'm like my mom. Um, another way I'm like my mom is, and I don't know if it's just big like people and personalities. My mom will kind of just talk to strangers and ask them questions. Um, if she's interested in getting to know someone or, um, I've seen her many times kind of walk up to a stranger and say, Hey, how are you? Like, can I share something with you? Uh, or something like that. Usually she's like sharing something like from the Bible or something. I'm not necessarily doing that, but I will definitely, if I'm in a, if I'm in a space, I will look around and kind of pick out a person that I'm going to go talk to. I think we're both the same in the sense that I don't know if we're in a room full of people or innocent place, a space with people. It's kind of weird for everyone to just sit there silently and not talk to each other. And so I feel like she's one to break silence and so am I, um, obviously I don't do that at the doctor's office for se. um, and with COVID it's been like a little weird, but I definitely just feel like, um, and we're definitely the type of people to reach out to, to people we haven't talked to in a long time or people we don't even know if we feel like maybe they're going through something or we see them going through something on Facebook, um, we're both a type to just kind of reach out to someone, so I definitely get that from her, so I guess like her caring spirit uh and I think her parenting style really worked with me, and so as in she wasn't really strict growing up, I was a good kid, so you know good kids don't need a ton of rules, and so as my kids get older, the way I handle them is gonna be based off of what they need if I can tell you know. You guys are really acting wild because there's not enough boundaries. I'm going to put up some more boundaries. If you guys are good kids, I'm going to reward you for being good kids. I think the the biggest thing is that if you don't break my trust, then you can pretty much get whatever you want, do whatever you want. Not in a bad way. Like, I'm not going to buy you something every day. We're not going to go somewhere every day. But at least, you know, you're not going to be like under lock and key. Another way I'm like my mom is I co-sleep, I breastfeed. I know she did that with us when we were little. And um, yeah, I think that that is the way we are most alike. Now, the way that we're a little bit different is um, I care a little bit more about buying things like fashion and things, clothes, clothes. I I mean, we're not that different. I guess like personality-wise, obviously, we're a little bit different. I'm a little more emotional. Um, she can be pretty emotional, too. We're very similar with, in our marriages, and it's actually a thing in my family, which I call the Janie Feist. So that Janie is my grandparents' last name, and then my grandparents gave birth to my mom and my aunt, and my mom gave birth to me. And all of us women in this Janie line are a little bit feisty. And it can be a good thing, you know, if you're in a hotel and the room isn't up to, like, up to par. If you, if someone, you know, is treating you weird, you can kind of stand up for yourself and stand up for others. So that's the good thing. But the bad thing is, like, in our marriages, we have to kind of tone it down. And um, me and my mom, I guess maybe it's because all men are the same. We have, like, the same frustrations with our men. And the same love, like we love them with all our hearts, but they get on our nerves. So I feel like, yeah, so I'm really excited. It's Mother's Day weekend. Um, Again, just encourage you to relax. Get outside if you are in one of the cicada states and haven't gotten them yet, which we have it in Maryland, knock on wood. Get outside if you can. Enjoy a, a little fresh air and definitely some downtime, some me time. The way my ideal Mother's Day looks is on Saturday. We'll go to soccer practice. We'll come home. We'll have lunch. Um, I'll be able to go for a run or a walk with Elliot while Mia takes a nap. Elliot will probably fall asleep while I'm running or walking. And then once they wake up, we will go get dinner at one of my favorite places. And then after dinner, I will take a bubble bath with a glass of wine and then put the kids to bed. And that sounds like a great Mother's Day. Then have some couple time after bedtime. Um, cause Elliot goes to sleep at like seven o'clock. He's like ready for bed. Mia is a little bit harder, but that sounds like a good day to me. Just like a really chill, really relaxed day. I was searching for something to do. And then I realized I'm always doing instead of just like, I've been wanting to go for a run for so long that would make me feel good. So if I get a chance to go for a run or to like really work out, that would feel really good for me. And then of course, having my favorite foods, hanging out with my family and then sunday i think is brunch with my grandparents and my aunt and my mom and then next weekend we will go visit his parents um so it is kind of a busy life it never stops rolling and that's all I really have for this week. So happy Mother's Day to everyone. I hope you have a good time. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. And I hope you get to do something for yourself. If you get a gift card, use it for yourself. I, was, I got a Marshall's gift card for my birthday. I still have not gone to Marshall's. But I'm going this weekend, uh, probably, uh, or, or on Monday, sometime, sometime within the next like five days, I'm going to go to Marshall's. And the goal is to not use that gift card on anyone but myself. Because Ethan's like, you're always buying things for the kids. It's true. And like this was my present, so I'm going to use it on me. And I want to encourage you if you get a gift card for anything to just use it on yourself. And treat yourself. Have a, like do your nails, like make yourself whatever makes you feel good, do it. Think I think about I feel the best when and then try to get that done this weekend. So for me, I feel the best when my house is clean, my hair is done, and I get to work out. So that's why house cleaner is coming today. My hair is getting done tomorrow and I'm hoping to hit the gym or well, hoping to run around the track. All right. Be blessed. Be safe and happy Mother's Day. I will talk to you guys all really, really soon. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.